0: Well, are going to be checking out the competition, Vancouver Canucks edition. The Flyers are, as always, off to the western part of the world for their October field trip, which for some reason, at the start of every year, we have to go through this. I don't know. It's. I didn't plan to complain about this, but here we are. Um, starting with 10.30 p.m. games already. 11.30 p.m. for me in the ocean. Um, Kent, I am joined by Kent Basky of Next Mixed Conduct. He is the interim site manager over at that wonderful website. Kent, how are you today?
1: I'm fabulous. How are you doing?
0: Pretty good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I want to kick off by kind of just talking about the offseason a little bit, since we're both of our teams are three games for you, two games for us into the season. Um, Not a whole lot to talk about game-wise, so... You guys had kind of a, a pretty big off season. Um, added some good stuff: J.T. Miller, uh, Michael Ferland, Tyler Myers. Um, oh yeah, Jory Ben too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Canucks have struggled obviously a bit over the last few seasons, and I'm assuming that this kind of big off season push was an attempt to try to right the ship. How do you feel that they did in the off season?
1: Uh, well, you know, it is early to tell, but um I think so far what we've seen out of the four guys that they brought in is that, you know, they've been pretty decent acquisitions so far. Uh JT Miller had a big night against LA on mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. Uh 4 point night for him, you know, and uh he's been solid so far. You know, no complaints at all. Um Michael Ferland has kind of struggled a little bit. He was really like he got really ill during uh training camp. Oh wow. And at one point he lost like 6 pounds in a week. Wow. Yeah, so he wasn't skating or anything. So there was a bit of a setback in his in his training and the belief is that he's still not back to 100% just yet. Hmm. So um I think people are giving him a bit of a pass on, uh, on a slow start, but, uh, he did get bumped off of that top line with, uh, Besser and, uh, Patterson to, uh, try and get him going. And he, and he did play better against LA, but there wasn't anybody that had a bad game that night. So, um, on, on the defense, like, one of the big problems with the Canucks was their defense. And they, you know, started the process of the rebuild last year. By, uh, sending, um, Erica Branson and, uh, Derek Pouliot out of town. And, uh, there was much rejoicing in the Canucks <laughs> Nation. Um, and so in the offseason, they brought in a number of players, um, Jordy Ben, uh, Victoria Boy, you know, so he, you know, for him to be able to play in Vancouver, he's pretty happy about that. Um, and, uh, Tyler Myers now, when the myers free agent signing happened the first thing that everybody did was like wow that's a lot of money um, that being said what we've seen out of tyler myers so far is um he's been solid you know he hasn't been like a all-star game breaker type of defenseman but you know he he's been defensively responsible he's had one bad play basically In in three games And um, we're seeing His offensive upside which is Again something that this Team is not really used to Having and between him And Quinn Hughes and Alex Edler You know who has provided Some offense in the past All of a sudden you know we're getting Scoring from our defense and it's A strange new world that we're In so Seems good (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Quinn Hughes. Um
0: Yeah, I you know, I, I want to talk that, about him a bit cuz that um,
1: seems fun. Man. I don't want to alarm people in New Jersey, but <laughs> we might have actually gotten the better Hughes here. Uh this kid is for real. He, he scored his first NHL goal against LA and it was like a booming slap shot, which is not something you expect from a 5 foot 10 kid, you know. Uh um, yeah,
0: he's still pretty and pretty skinny too, right?
1: Yeah, and um and he also broke the leg of a guy from the uh Edmonton Oilers in in game one with his <laughs> slap shot too. So wow. yeah, yeah. So this uh any thoughts that the, you know this might be something that isn't his strong point, uh I I don't think they read the Scouting report well. Um, his skating ability and his ability to make plays out of seemingly nothing. You know, I keep saying this, but like, this is a, a different thing for us because we're not used to having a defenseman who can play like this. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is maybe Luke Bourdon in the short time that we had him before his, uh, tragic passing. Um, but, Hughes is going to be a superstar. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind about this, and uh, we're only just seeing a fraction of what this kid is capable of doing right now. So,
0: yeah, I'm excited to talk about him because um, I actually i I watched the highlights from that game, and you're right; it was like a cannon <laughs> from that. Yeah. Um, but before we get to this season, I want to talk a little bit more about the summertime. Because um, you guys did a kind of a weird thing, I think, that surprised a lot of people towards the end of the training camp stuff. When you waved um, three kind of, like, big-name vet players. Um, yep. Sven Bertzky, is that how you say his name? Bertzky. I'm, ter- Ber- I'm terrible with names. Berchi, uh yeah. Nikolai Goldobin, and uh, the third one was Alex uh, Biega? Yeah. Yeah. So that um, was um that was something when it happened. Like in our Broad Street Hockey Slack shot, we were like, wait, Vancouver waved 2? What? Why yeah. are they doing that? Like what? In your mind, was that a good move? Like is it something that you saw coming? Did you think it was going to happen? Or
1: Well, we knew there was the possibility from the outset, but having gone through training camp and seeing the way some of the guys in the bottom six were playing, it was like, okay, this – doesn't make a lot of sense uh and i know that like for example adam Gaudet had an incredible training camp so mm-hmm. he made that decision even harder because Gaudet was one that they could send down without waivers right so there were a lot of people were thinking that you know even though he's played really well they may just send him down let him get a few games in and then bring him up later you know because they could do that without any type of uh, risk of losing him, right um, we had Louis Erickson, and he was not good in training camp and has continued to not be good and so there was the thought that, well, who 's going to take that contract if we, if he goes on waivers and gets sent down to utica so that seemed to be a logical choice and um you know there was uh Tim Schaller and uh Jay Beagle and those are two other possibilities that could have been sent down and they haven't been great they haven't mm-hmm. been bad and they're both big parts of the penalty kill and that's where the problem lies in that um Travis Green is very um stubborn about who gets to be on the penalty kill.
0: Oh, a stubborn and NHL coach. That's yeah. Different.
1: I know. <laughs> shocking, right? And so, and that's something that he views as a bottom six role, like specifically. So mm. because neither of these guys were on the penalty kill, although in the past, Berchi had done penalty killing. He hadn't for the last couple of years. Um, and although, I think part of that might have been his injury issues, you know, missing a lot of time out of necessity, they turn to somebody else and then he doesn't get his spot back. And I don't think a lot of that's been discussed, but um so without, you know, those guaranteed minutes, basically, they were looking at the situation of, okay, well, yes, these guys are probably better offensively. And I mean, you don't even want to look at the numbers because, you know, those are two guys that just, they help the Canucks produce offense. So to see them sent down was like, uh, okay, yeah. this is not going to be good. And in the first two games, you know, it was like, okay, here we are again. You know, we've played two games. We have two goals to show for it. Um, until the explosion Wednesday night, you know, and we'll see how uh, how long they can keep this going type of thing. Um you know for um Beagle and uh Schaller and and you know to their credit uh the penalty kill has been outstanding this year. You know, I think they're eleven for eleven. Yeah. Ball. Pretty good. Yep, yep. So and and they were good last year too. So you know, I I can understand that reasoning. Um, when the injuries come, I don't ever say if anymore about injuries in the Canucks because yeah. you know history will bear that out. Um, Berchich will be able to be brought back in, and um, you know I think for the for the Comets this is good because they get a couple of guys who can really play well. Um, some veteran guys who can bring some leadership into that group. And and that's a team that had a tough year last year. Um, They started out well, and then their lineup got decimated because of Canucks injuries, and then at the tail end of the season, their own injuries, and it saw them drop out of the playoff race. So Mm -hmm. I know there's a a lot of expectations for them to get back in and – so we'll see how those guys go. I know that, um, both of them are putting a, a brave face on the whole thing. And, uh, with Alex Biega, they were able to, uh, get a trade for him to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I felt kind of bad for Biega. Um, he, you know, he was never going to be anything more than a number six or seven defenseman, but like work ethic wise, there wasn't anybody that put in, put in the hours to try and be an NHLer like he did, you know, and yeah. uh, he brought it just about every night. Consistency was sometimes an issue with him, but when he was on, you know, you, I mean, you could count on him for a solid defensive output, and, you know, he was good for a few hits a night too, so.
0: Yeah, it's it's super weird. This is something that we suffered through with Dave Haxtell a lot, this idea that instead of just playing your best players, in all sorts of positions, yeah. You, you've you decided that there's a box that a player has to fit into. And it doesn't matter how talented that player is, but if he doesn't fit into that particular box that you've decided that you need, you end up putting a worse guy into the lineup yeah. because he fits your box. And it just seems so foolish to me, but it seems to be an NHL coach thing that doesn't seem to be going away. Yeah,
1: like personally, per I, I'd like to see Elias Pettersson on the penalty kill. Yeah,
0: good players because, killing penalties. It's like a wild idea. I mean, area.
1: this is a guy who regularly strips the puck from other players. Yeah. You know, in the course of of, of his game, and gives you that shorthanded goal threat. You know, I know that um, Bo Horvat has done some penalty killing. Um, mm-hmm. Not a ton, and I think, you know, I wouldn't object to that at all. To see him, uh, you know, get a little bit more as well um, And I know that Besser has been uh, making an effort to try and improve his two-way game So, I don't know, we'll see what happens But um, maybe, maybe Travis uh, changes his tune a little bit But for, you know, for, for right now, as long as everything's working I guess yeah. you don't want to fix what's not broken Yeah so. no.
0: So let's get into these first three games that the Canucks have played. You hinted at it a little bit. The first two, not great. Yep. Um, lost to the Oilers, who are inexplicably winning games. That's not a thing that they usually do, but, um, they're doing it. Uh, lost three nothing to Calgary. Um, and then, like you said, you had this game against the Kings that was just like an absolute explosion. Um, I was looking at the box yep. score and it looks like you got out of the eight goals from seven different guys, which is. Yeah. Pretty yep. neat. Um, mm-hmm. And I, obviously the Kings are a team that are, you know, heading downhill pretty quickly. But that said, you can't really overstate how impressive it is to score eight goals on any given night against another yeah. NHL team. So yeah. um, do you think that that was just, you know, some luck with running into a bad team and guys just getting lucky? Or did you see some things clicking during that game that hadn't clicked before?
1: Well, I don't know if, if the Kings are quite as bad as everybody thinks. I mean, they, they just came off an overtime win over Calgary the night before. Mm. So, you know, and that was a game where, um, yeah, they did cough up a lead in the third, but you know, they were in that game. Um, that being said, uh, there were a lot of things going right for the Canucks And, you know, I mean, the play of Miller And uh, the third and fourth lines were good all night You know, Jake Vertanen was out there, you know, driving to the net Causing turnovers, hitting bodies, you know Doing all the things that he needs to do to stay in the lineup And, um, you know, to keep Louis Erickson in the press box, basically Um we got the first goal of the year from Elias Pettersson. You know, Brock Besser rang a couple of shots off the crossbar. Uh, Christopher Tanev looking like an elite goal scoring defenseman <laughs> because of Tyler or uh, because of Quinn Hughes on, on an amazing setup. Um, you know, just all this, everything was working right. And lost in the, all of that, all the you know this incredible offensive output was Jacob Markstrom stopping, Mm -hmm. like, 37 shots or something like that. Like, he was solid again. And I I think that that's the thing, one of the keys to their season is the goaltending has to be there. And the goaltending just about got them into the playoffs last year. The problem was they could not get enough scoring. You know, I mean, he he was giving them a chance to win every night. And, uh, there were very few, very few nights where he, w- you know, looked bad, you know, whereas, you know, he used to have regular bad nights. Uh, last year he really turned it around and was probably the unsung hero of that team. Uh, so he was good again. And I, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident that this is going to be another solid season for him. Um, Thatcher Demko... We'll see what he can do in in the backup role this year, you know, and there's some people saying, "Well, is this the year that he takes over?" No, mm-hmm. not happening this year even yeah. even if he wins every start, he's still not replacing you know um, Markstrom this year at all. Uh, they have a plan they've been going with this plan all along. To bring him up slowly, not make any mistakes, and'll give him the best opportunity to succeed and uh I'm fully on board with this, so you know he'll get more starts this year than he mm-hmm. you know would have had last year, um but as long as he stays healthy, everything should be according to plan, and maybe get around twenty five to thirty starts this year, so
0: yeah, I mean, you never know if he's lights out, he might
1: you know. Yeah. He yeah, might for sure. Be
0: like a little bit more of like a tandem situation, but yeah,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. if he, if he gets hot, let him go on a bit of a run or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, overall, uh, you know, it's it's Markstrom's job, the number one, and and for for this year, I don't think he has to worry about losing it, and and he understands that too. So.
0: Yeah, um, it's really hard to overstate that. You just kind of, you just need your goalie, like you said, to give your team a chance to win the games. As long as the goalies aren't blowing the games for you, um, I think that's really all you need yep. in this league. Like you just need them to do a good enough job. Um, so if you're getting that from your goaltender and guys are starting to score the way that you saw in that LA game, you know, it might be a turnaround year for you guys. You yep. never know. Exactly. So getting yeah, into you, this. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, if if you can get two goals from Brandon Sutter anytime <laughs> you, you take it yeah right <laughs> get that trade value up <laughs>
0: uh, okay so um just because you know these west coast teams aren't teams that we get to see very often just twice a year um so I'm not sure how super familiar Flyers fans are with the current makeup of the Vancouver Canucks so I wanted to ask you if you were a Flyers pre-scout. If you were taking a look at the Vancouver Canucks and you were coming back to the Flyers to say, these are the things that you need to do to beat this team. These are the things that you need to look out for. Um, what would you report?
1: Um, I'd watch watch the second line carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, Miller, Horvat, and uh, Pearson have uh, been looking like they were ready to explode. Miller, you know. Managed a, a four-point night, and uh, Horvat had uh, had an assist in that game as well. And um, I think, you know, Horvat, especially with the the nerves and stuff of being named captain on Wednesday night, you know, yeah. he kind of got that out of his system now, and he's gonna have a a, a big game coming up. You, know, you can almost feel it. Um, I think Goddett is a guy that's. Uh, Shown that he can finally start Scoring, he had an incredible Preseason um, And uh, he, He's he got a good shot He's learning, you know That he has to go to the net A little bit more to be successful And stuff like that And mm-hmm. uh, he's making the most of, of Limited ice time that he's getting And um, You know Quinn Hughes, what can you say I mean this is a kid where if you don't uh, you know if you take your eye off him for half a second, he will literally be gone yeah. you know and 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 the great part is is that he's been given a green light to uh you know to take the puck and and be creative offensively you know and that's a Which huge is awesome. response yeah yeah, yeah exactly he, we don't we aren't seeing him on power play one yet. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, the new mission of of the fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did make an appearance on power play one in that game um, when uh, Alex Edler had been uh, out for like a two minute shift or something like that right before the penalty, so uh, they were able to uh, get him in there. But uh, overall, I think. You know, by Christmas time, he's going to be a regular fixture on the top power play unit.
0: Did you guys expect him to be this much of an impact player so early, or is this kind of just a pleasant surprise?
1: Uh I think there was a not everyone, but there was a lot of people, especially people that had been following him uh, as a prospect closely, were just like, "Man, I don't think we, <laughs> I don't think we're prepared for how good he is, is going to be." <laughs> You know, just because we're so used to like, oh, well here's this draft pick and uh you know, like there's Jake Bertanen, first round draft pick and he's playing on the fourth line.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or uh O You know, we still don't know what we have in him yet. He's uh starting the year in uh Utica and he's uh um, coming off hip surgery last year. It's his second surgery. Since becoming, uh, you know, since the Canucks have drafted him. So hopefully he stays healthy. Um, he looked okay in his brief preseason appearances, but they weren't really pushing him a lot. So, you know, he isn't playing like every, you know, consecutive nights right now. They're just trying to ease him in slowly and, uh, see where he's at before they start, uh, getting him ready to, um, maybe get called up at some point and have a look because it will happen at some point this season where he'll get a chance to get into the Canucks lineup.
0: Since you mentioned it, um, how do you feel about Bo Horvat as the captain of the team?
1: Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Like this is like, I honestly, like my viewpoint was that it should have happened last season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with, with the Sedins retiring, then, you know, that would have been a, a really good time to pass the torch. That being said, I think the, the management and uh, the coaching staff wanted to uh, give him the opportunity last season to show what he had in terms of leadership ability. And um, Bo Horvat last year had every possible scenario thrown at him. He played with every forward that the Canucks had dressed last oh, year. Oh, wow because of the injury situations. Yeah. And, and, you know, he moved up and down the lineup and did so and and had a career season with uh, points and uh, goals, I believe. So, you know, he took, like, I think it was either the most or second most face-offs in the NHL last year um, and, you know, still came in over 50%. Um, and he just did basically everything that you would expect out of a leader. And there are some people who were saying, well, you know, it should be Elias Peterson because your captain should be your your best player. And I don't nece- I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's always the best option. Yeah, I mean, me you know, if if that was the case, Dustin Brown never would have gotten the CNLA. You know? Right. Uh, yeah,
0: sometimes it happens that your best player is also your best leader, but sometimes it's yeah. not. And and yeah. Yeah, if the kid's not a leader, it's silly to put that on him.
1: Yeah. Because- and I also, I'm also going to say something that may sound a bit controversial, but maybe he is their best player. You know, oh. Elias Pettersson, by far their best goal scorer. And yes, he does a lot of great things. You know, he's a great two way player. But, like, as a complete hockey player, that might be Bo Horvat. Yeah. So,
0: okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, I you know, I just feel like from the moment that he came to the Canucks, he was kind of being groomed for this. Yeah. You know, um, on uh, the post-game show after the game, uh, Brian Burke was talking about how uh, scouting reports on Horvat were saying that one of the things they identified was uh, that he was captain material. Mm. So this is not like anybody that's followed his career. This is like, well, this is the natural progression. Yeah. You know and so yeah i'm I'm really happy with it and and uh, i I like the way that Canucks handled it. I thought the ceremony was great, you know, bringing out a bunch of the the players from the past and stuff like that and yeah it was a it was a fun night and um getting to light up Jonathan quick,
0: <laughs> yeah, right on top of it that you, doesn't hurt that,
1: right that was that was beautiful and and that was like um the worst loss that he'd ever suffered, I believe, too. So for us to to score eight on him was uh particularly good. And then Doughty's comments after the game just uh made it oh, even Oh I didn't better. see them. What did he say? Oh yeah, he said uh it's basically that it was embarrassing and that the king should not be losing to a team like this. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's you know
0: Yeah. So, that's gonna make the next and, game fun, right?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, you know, especially <laughs> one night after uh, what he pulled in Calgary, where um, he uh, basically told the fans after he scored the overtime goal to um, perform a service on him. Uh, very clearly readable on his lips. In, oh my the God. Yeah, yeah. You
0: doubt he is, so, I guess, going to have yeah. a spicy season.
1: Yeah, there's your NHL poster boy. Here. Um
0: They always pick the good ones,
1: right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're great at that. We could play some fun games. Like, can you imagine if PK Subban had done that? But we just won't even go there because you know we could spend hours on that. But yeah, unfortunately,
0: uh, we all know the answer. mm -hmm. Um, So, are you looking forward to seeing anything out of the Flyers?
1: Well, um, I I like Carter Hart. I really do, and he's a. He's a he's a really great goaltender. Um, you know, I know that the Flyers have made some changes this mm-hmm. year and um you know, Claude Giroux, I I love watching him play. He's a great player. Um, yeah. But, you know, just to see what what kind of changes and stuff. I am kind of disappointed that they're here so early because a lot of times the Flyers visit has coincided with Halloween. Ah. But, um, you know, I know in the yeah. past there was a lot, you know, Either on or around Halloween. So but uh so this time it's around Thanksgiving up here. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Normal I think normally they have gone they've done like a California swing and then done the western part of Canada, but for some reason we're hitting up Western Canada first mm. this year, which is yep. yeah, whatever. Um okay. So as always, I like to ask these the guests for a like shot in the dark what do you think is going to happen? Give me a final score. How do you think this game is going to end up?
1: Um, I I, I don't want to be mean, but I, I think that the Canucks <laughs> are kind of maybe going to go on a bit of a roll here. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was like it was such a cathartic release for them because, you know, they played well in Edmonton, probably deserved to win that game, but didn't. And mm-hmm. then showed up in Calgary and just played poorly. And they were pretty upset about the way they played. So they came out and they took it out on the Oilers or the, the Kings, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that this is a team that believes that they can make the playoffs. I'm not sure I agree with them. I think they can be close, but so many things have to go right for that to happen. But they're healthy right now. They've got. You know, some lines that seem to be really developing chemistry with all the changes that they've made. So I think that, um, this could be, you know, a bit of a, you know, three or four game run for them. Okay. And, uh, I think too that, uh, they really enjoyed playing at home after opening on the road mm-hmm. too. So, and, and all of the, like, there's a lot of, um, Because it's the anniversary season this year. There's a lot of events planned throughout the year and stuff. So I think that, uh, they're actually kind of getting fired up, you know, honoring the past kind of thing. And you know, it was like having the Sedines out there on the ice and stuff. And, uh, Kirk, like when Kirk McLean came out in his goalie gear wearing the skate jersey and stuff, Mm -hmm. I mean, man, I just got excited you know cuz it just brought back so many me- great memories of that 94 cup run and um you know even Todd Bertuzzi which I know is still a sensitive topic for a lot of people in the NHL but uh, you know my my viewpoint on it is this Todd Bertuzzi did something that was bad and I'm not trying to justify what he did that being said there's a lot of players who made one bad mistake in the NHL, and I'm not trying to downplay what he did, but for a Canucks fan's viewpoint, there's also a lot of great things that he did. He was part of one of the best lines in hockey for a number of years, and uh, he had that, you know, he was a big part of that team being a threat to go on a long playoff run until that incident happened. So, you know...
0: I'm going to be honest... yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, during the early part of my hockey fandom, Todd Bertuzzi was one of my favorite players that was on the flyer. Yeah. So I yeah, always liked watching I mean, him play. He was super fun.
1: If we yeah, if we could get Jake Britannon to be half the player that Todd Bertuzzi <laughs> is, man. Because like, you know, to see a guy that size go in on a on a breakaway and do a spinorama in front of the goalie, you know, and just the things that he could do with the puck. And, um, yeah, he was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that things ended up the way they did because that team that year, I'm not sure that anybody could have stopped them if they had been healthy. You know, yeah. they seemed to have all the pieces ready for a long run. And, uh, you know, and then one night against Colorado and, uh, you know, well, two nights if we're being honest, but, uh, Everything fell apart.
0: Yeah. Okay. Give me a give me a score. Give me a final score.
1: I will say four two Canucks.
0: Four two Canucks.
1: uh, Yeah. You're putting four on Carter Hart. We're putting four on Carter Hart. Oh my god. And uh, it's going to be a a Brock Besser kind of night. All right. Well, I
0: I'm personally on a positivity tour, so I'm going to say, much like you, I think that the Flyers are going to start the season off on a bit of a a bit of a run um i think that they are starting to click i think that they are feeling better about life under this new regime that's been brought in over the summer um and and like your team the kind of the new look lines that elaine vignot has put together are really starting to click and they look really good um particularly our second line of uh, Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny, and uh, Limblom, um, that line is outstanding. So, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say three one-flyers. That's where I'm going. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Carter Hart lets one in, and that's it.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll see how that pans out. It is going to be a good it's always good when uh vino comes comes to town. Um, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that uh, you know, still have a, a a soft spot for that guy. Um, you know, he was a great coach for the Canucks. He had them one game away from winning the cup and uh you know, so uh, glad to see him get another opportunity. He is a good coach and uh It's you nice know, to hear that
0: Man, do Rangers fans hate him.
1: You know. A lot. (laughs) I think the Rangers fans, if any of them are listening, should just turn this off for a second. What what a bunch of entitled babies. I mean.
0: That fan base is something else.
1: Didn't he take them to like two finals or or at least one final?
0: At least one, yeah. Yeah. He was a, a good coach there.
1: Yeah, you know. I don't
0: know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a weird thing. They have like a lot of very strong feelings about
1: Elaine they, Vigno and none they, of them are good. It's they good. are very opinionated. I will give them that. Yeah. yeah. Which is something uh, my fan base knows nothing about. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, certainly not Flyers fans either. We're all a very yeah. reserved and mm-hmm. measured bunch of people. Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you very much, Kent, for no joining problem. me for this. Thank you um, for having me. The Flyers will be taking on the Canucks 7 p.m. Out in Vancouver, 10 p.m. Out in Philadelphia. Um, Ken, thanks again. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. I, I hope will. You have fun.
1: Yeah, it's and, uh, we're actually doing the whole turkey thing and stuff tonight, so I'm uh, getting mentally prepared for this.
0: Nice. That'll be that'll be nice. Thanksgiving is the best holiday.
1: It's it really just, is.
0: It's just eating and being lazy, which is like, yeah. what else could you ask for? And a yeah, long weekend, which
1: you know, yeah, I and spending time with family.
0: Exactly. Know, so. That
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ken, thank you very much. No right, problem. Let's go Flyers. Thank you.